Welcome to the podcast. Today, Pat and Stu in for Glenn. We talk about the highway protests that have been going on lately to prove global warming is a thing. I guess if you sit in the middle of the road, people get uh, on your side. And we go, we, we examine the logic of that particular approach. Uh, is nuclear power a potential option? Is fossil fuel? No, way too many people killed. Way too many. No, that's not how really... Well, we'll get into that on the show uh, today. We also have uh, Gavin Newsom is back in the news. We'll talk about him and his obvious angling to try to be president of the United States. And the control of the Senate. How's this gonna, uh, that going to go in 2022? We get into that as well. Make sure to subscribe to Stu Does America and Pat Gray Unleashed. Both podcasts available right here where you're listening. Go to subscribe to them now. Rate and review if you would. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Also remind you to get the 6-24-22 t-shirt. It's available now. It's the day that Roe versus Wade was overturned. An important date for all of us to remember. And, you know, it's subtle. It's, you know, people aren't going to know exactly necessarily what, what your shirt is. But when they ask, you can be sure to tell them exactly what important event happened on that day. You can get it at stewdoesmerch.com. Use the code stew 10 to get 10% off. stewdoesmerch.com. Also available uh, is the Pat Gray Unleashed program, uh, where you can uh, check that out. And, uh, of course, I would say maybe the best thing you can learn about on the Pat Gray Unleashed program is what new flavors of Kexi cookies are available. Uh, that's the only reason I listen, honestly. I don't know what he's yeah. even talking about. He's some, he's some conservative. I mean, he's like a white, straight guy who's True. talking about conservative politics every day. It makes Old, me very angry. White, straight. Exa- all these things. All those things. All these things. But he does tell me about the delicious K-E-K-S-I, Kexi cookies. Uh, you can go there. Now, what's the, what's the code you're using this week, Pat? Uh, Pat15. Pat15, you get go 15% off. Go to Kexi.com and uh, use the promo code Pat15 to save 15%. Oh, yeah, and one more yeah. thing. Uh, Stu Does America Power Hour is tomorrow, so you got to join us for that. It's it's just a lot of fun trying to talk politics after maybe uh, one or two many drinks. Uh, it is available on uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash Stu Does America. You can check it out there or just go to stewdoespowerhour.com. You know, share it and spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. All your algorithmic engagement comments are appreciated here from both Pat and myself. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Stu, thanks for joining us on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, there was a bunch of people that got in the way of traffic again. This is a tactic that uh, I absolutely love. I think it's great that people just sit in the middle of the freeways. You know, isn't that wonderful when they when they break the law and just show you how committed they are to their cause? And it just makes you friendly toward their cause. Yeah, that's me too. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I always feel like, you know... Wow, that's I wasn't going to support them in their fight against global warming. And then I was like, wait a minute, you've ruined my day. Yeah, now, now I'm going to support now you. I love your cause. My kid is stranded. I yeah, I yeah, can't, yeah, I can't pick them up. And they're stranded wherever they are. They're uh-huh. like sitting outside a baseball field somewhere, just sad looking at puppy eyes and waiting for mommy or daddy to show up. And no one's coming because you've blocked my path. I love your cause now. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be so selfish as to say you should be allowed to go through here. Oh, you know. Of course not. That would be right. I hope. Even if you have extenuating circumstances. Right. And Even if it's really extreme. Yeah. And there's a guy here who is trying to tell him, I, I've got extenuating circumstances. I could go to jail. Check, check this out. No. I'm about to get locked up for 54 years on my parole. If I don't make my 
job. Okay. And y'all are so his parole will be revoked if he doesn't make it to his job. And he'll be back in jail. One lane. I'm asking one lane. One lane. Let me just get through here. This is on the Beltway in Washington, D.C. Uh, my gosh. This poor guy. I mean, God only knows what he did, but... <laughs> To deep beyond parole, I mean, maybe he's not the most sympathetic character, but this poor guy just wants to not go back to jail. Yeah. Yeah. But even if... All right, so police show up and and do arrest the protesters, but they also arrest him. Right. So that he... It doesn't even work out. He, no. This is, this, is, this is your story of the day, as all other stories Unreal. of the day end in Unreal. a very sad way. It's just amazing, Pat. Uh, you know, uh, I don't understand it. Like, you know, I I will say, I watch that footage, and every time I've watched it, I watch it several times now. And every time I watch it, I just think to myself, I would not have been able to control myself in that situation. No way. I would not. I and would have done something stupid. I'm, I'm not God, on parole. There. No. You know, <laughs> no. and I would have been more pissed than he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he kind of pushes one of them. That's he, about he, as far he as he goes. He takes their banners. Uh, and he pushes one of them. He crumpled them up, too. He crumpled up the banners, some of them. He m- well, might have know, actually destroyed them. The isn't exactly effective in a long line of traffic. Only the first the first cars are going to see it, you know? Right. We, really, they're going to see it, and they're yeah, going to see it for true. a very long time. True. But it's and not really effective. Here you are, you know, climate change protesters. You're upset about climate change, so you cause thousands of cars to idle mm-hmm. on the freeway. Altogether, because that's really good for the environment. So that's a really, it's a good move. It really helps your cause. I, I don't understand this. First, it's illegal to sit in a roadway like that. Mm-hmm. You're on a, the Capitol Beltway, which is one of the busiest freeways in the country, and you're holding up all these people. And I don't care if they are under a time crunch or not. You shouldn't be doing it. And they should be immediately arrested every time this happens or dragged to one side of the of the road and then traffic just proceeds you know this is exactly why a lot of states have passed the law that you can safely or carefully drive through these blockades even when they're in the road and they won't move you can sort of drive through them and not face prosecution missouri had a law like that i think oklahoma several other places have uh proposed legislation passed legislation that it is not illegal to drive through them They'll move. Uh, believe me, I think if you start, if you drive through there, are they going to continue to just sit there? Well, it's because you, maybe, I doubt it. I think my plan would be, uh, I would stand up and I would say, guys, what I'm about to do is put my car into drive. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to duck my head under this, uh, under the dashboard here. And I'm not going to see what's coming up. I'm going to duck my head and it's going to roll forward. And if you're in front of it, you're going to get hit. I'm not even going to see it happen, but you're going to get hit. That is what is about to occur. Judge your own risk and then start the engine. Well, that's the thing. And then anytime anybody does this and they start to drive slowly through a group like this, they start screaming bloody murder like Mm -hmm. you're trying to literally trying to murder them. I'm sorry, you're the one that's in the road. So this dumb. is not where you're supposed to be. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's a really terrible tactic. It's I, a really I hate it. It's a terrible tactic, and it does nothing for you. Except pe- 
piss, piss people, people off. off. No one, no one is sitting back there and saying, you know what? I've reconsidered my uh, f- position on fossil fuels. Yeah, because they're sitting in a freeway. It must be really important. It must be really important. It must be important. I'm not going to do fossil fuels. I remember anymore. this happened in Houston when you when you lived down there. <laughs> do you remember this? I did yes, I do remember this. It it was the uh, SEIU protest uh, for the janitors who cleaned the buildings downtown, mm-hmm. and so the downtown janitors group. Uh, I don't remember what they called themselves, but they brought in a bunch of people. That's a good enough name. Yeah, I think you just got downtown janitors group. group. (laughs) I like it. They brought in a ton of people from Chicago, from SEIU headquarters, and then Mm -hmm. imported the people. Imported Mm -hmm. them to Houston, Mm -hmm. and then in in big intersections, uh, they uh, they would drive into the intersection and then dumped garbage in the middle of it. I guess symbolic that, okay, here's the stuff we cleaned up last night, and now it's in the middle of the road. Without us, this will never get cleaned up. That type of thing. And that did not endear me to their plight. No. I'm telling you. So they would block major intersections with with garbage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge piles of it because they'd dump a whole bunch of it. And then you were like, darn it, give these guys a raise. (laughs) No? That's not what happened? That is not how it happened. No. No, it it tended to upset me and uh, make me a bit irritable. And not friendly to their cause, actually. So, and out of spite, you just wind up like I, like if that happened to me, and I'm driving, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there in that traffic for all that time, I would even with the cost of gas being five dollars a gallon, intentionally rev my engine at every stoplight for the next month just to hurt the environment. <laughs> now that might not be sane, and also it doesn't really hurt the environment, but right. it just symbolically to annoy them, I would do it. Yeah. And I would never, I would be much less likely to go along with their cause after that. No question. I I wouldn't want to even consider it because I I wouldn't want to reward them. I don't understand how they think that helps. It doesn't. It doesn't. Not to mention that their cause is ridiculous. Bat crap crazy. Yes. It really is. I'm reading uh, Alex Epstein's new uh, book, great book, uh, Fossil Future right now, which is about, you know, maybe we should consider, I don't know, using more fossil fuels, not less. Maybe actually, <laughs> really? you know, we'll make the world a lot better if we use more. <laughs> and he makes the case. And it's I, it's I think it's really hard to pick apart, which is why the left does not engage with it. That, the, you know, there there can occasionally be, you know, some things about fossil fuels that are negative. Uh, however, the good totally overwhelms that. Right. And it's and it is a unique ability uh, the, uh, to, to create that good. You know, we talk about, OK, well, we can. We can make solar power. We can make wind power. And obviously, there's tons of problems with that and the cost and all the things that we've talked about a million times. But also, they don't even start to address major portions of the our, our energy needs. Really, they just produce electricity. So, like, you know, when you're talking about heavy machinery, how are you getting that done? You know, I, you know, mm-hmm. I know Elon Musk has a, a couple of prototypes out there for long hauling uh, with electric vehicles. Maybe eventually that comes across. I wouldn't put I, I, you know, I wouldn't put anything past Elon Musk. You know, the guy's pretty smart and seems to be able to accomplish a lot of amazing things. And maybe one day that technology will be real. But as of right now, heavy duty transportation is fossil fuels full stop. Mm-hmm. There's no way to do it without fossil fuels. You need them. And, and, and he pointed out a prediction that I had forgotten about, Pat. A prediction from Al Gore. Uh, and and a need from uh, a a demand from Al Gore in 2008, I think it was, that we are completely off of fossil fuels by 2018. Oh. 
And I thought I sat back and I thought, what? So in co- ten years, in he 10 wanted years. to be completely off fossil fuels. At no point did he f- try to Jeez. get the actual reasoning behind that or how you would do that. It was obviously impossible. I mean, look at this. We're at a, we've increased our fossil fuel usage since then, mm-hmm. and we're not at zero. I will tell you that. And th- just think of now how absurd it is. I mean, you had you could have never predicted someone like Elon Musk would come along, right? A guy who was willing. To throw vast amounts of his fortune at a problem he really cared about and risk losing billions of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. He just did it because he really cared about it and was able to innovate faster than any of these major car companies could. I mean, you could have never predicted or depended on someone like that coming along to advance in electric cars. And even with that advancement, we're still not even remotely close. I think it's 3% of our energy comes from renewable uh, from solar and wind now. 3%. 3%. If you combine solar and, and wind, wind together. Yeah. I think if you do solar, wind, and hydroelectric, it's like 5%. Yeah, and hydro maybe. is, you know, again, another thing the left fights against all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, it just seems quite clear they don't, it's not about the carbon. You know, it's about, there's this idea that you want to mm-hmm. sort of deindustrialize this country. And, yeah, they uh, fight against hydro and nuclear, yeah. which are both clean renewable sources and they won't have anything to do with either one of them you know and i'm skeptical that solar or wind could ever do the types of things we need from uh, for our power Big supply time skeptical but even if the the technology improved to some level where it was capable of doing a lot more the left would complain about that too did you the, see the car company in i don't know sweden or switzerland or somewhere mm-hmm. where the they they have it run on solar power. Mm-hmm. They built solar panels into the car. Mm. It's two hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. Just the two forty-five. Just two hundred and forty-five. What's the lease price on that? Uh, you know, <laughs> probably about eighty thousand a month. <laughs> That's not a very good lease. I just got to say, you could put a hundred thousand down oh, and okay. only pay twenty thousand a month. Wow. Yeah, it's up okay. to you. I'm in. But not only not only did it cost an extraordinary amount of money but it also got you i believe 40 miles on a charge Ooh, yeah yeah so how sweet is that very sweet okay so you could almost get to work and back one day before you had to fire it back up with the sun that isn't shining by the time you get home really and so what do you do with it i it's so impractical we're just not there we're not there yet where you can say, all right, let's turn this over and uh, let's cut back on our fossil fuels. And I think you and I both agree that if we were there, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I don't have any I don't loyalty care. to fossil fuels. <laughs> I, I don't work for ExxonMobil. I mean, I do recognize that they've turned you know, the world into a... We now have like civilization <laughs> largely because of fossil fuels. Yeah. So I do give them... I have a lot of affinity for fossil fuels i don't Mm -hmm. i look at them as an overall massively on the positive side of the ledger it's and it's not close however if some other technology like nuclear makes an argument here right there's there's a possibility for for nuclear i think uh being a real player in 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 the in the world of especially, especially electricity generation and i think there's an exciting future there for nuclear it's you know it it it, but again it's opposed by the left Opposed, mm-hmm. they they hate it. Mm-hmm. You can always tell a serious environmentalist from from one of these idiots that's going to sit in the middle of a highway when you ask them about nuclear. 
if they won't embrace nuclear, you know they're not serious about it. Now, you, you might, I think I could still make the argument that it's not, it should not be our highest priority to go to zero carbon. Like, that's not, that doesn't, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just essentially an, another attempt. It's an attempt at man-made climate change. It's mm-hmm. like we, you are saying we had man-made climate change, so let's implement another kind of man-made climate change. We'll adjust everything about it and try to change the climate by man again. I mean, I, uh, this seems to be an idiotic pursuit, but if you're going to go down that road, obviously nuclear would be the way you'd go. And they don't even address it. They don't want anything to do with it. And it shows they're not serious about it. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. something else about uvaldi and it just it gets more incomprehensible every single time really apparently an officer had the shooter in his sights and couldn't get the okay to fire i didn't really realize we had rules of engagement like that for police officers when you see somebody who has a a rifle heading into an elementary school it seems like you take the shot doesn't it well especially after the guy has already shot at people Right. You know, um, yes, that's true. I, I Cuz he had taken random shots at people outside the school. Yeah, he came, he got in the car accident, he got out, people ran over to help him and he started shooting at them. Jeez. That's how this whole thing started. <laughs> so he'd already fired the weapon multiple times and you're right. I I don't understand why you would need approval over something like that. Could have been shot before he enters the building and avoid all of this tragedy. It really is. It's just it's sickening. I don't understand how each of these things happened along the way uh, from law enforcement. You know, we're huge supporters of law 100%, enforcement. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I, the, the, but this is incomprehensible. It is incomprehensible. It does seem like it's going down. The, every, every single decision that was made seems was to get wrong. Was, you know, worse and worse. And there's all mm-hmm. sorts of miscommunication. They, they think that maybe the request wasn't heard. They didn't hear it. Seems really Strange. difficult. Yeah. All this stuff seems difficult to understand or believe. And the fact that they spent multiple days saying how great they were is really a frustrating part of this, right? The, the initial yeah. response. I mean, they told the governor here, Greg Abbott, hey, they, they, these guys are heroes. They're fantastic. You got to praise them. Mm-hmm. And he comes out in the press, press conference and does that, basically. He's like, hey, it looks like they, they really minimized this. And now he's furious about it because, you know, what he was told was completely untrue. Bad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the opening press conference was really inaccurate. Yeah. I mean... I don't think it was his fault. No, it wasn't. But Greg it, Abbott's fault. Yeah. Uh, it's just that they didn't do anything right, it seems. I mean, everything they could have done, they didn't do. Uh, and, I mean, this was completely avoidable. Yeah, Almost I guess... Completely. You know, I guess you're right. I, I think it's really hard to stop these things. And I think mm-hmm. the idea that you can pass common sense gun legislation and you're going to stop mass shootings is idiotic right it is it is it is it's almost incomprehensible incomprehensible how dumb it is it's it doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense even if you passed even if you passed common sense gun reform and you were right that the reason why 
they th the reason why these things happen is because there's so many guns in this country. Now, none of this is actually true, but even if you did it, all you'd be doing is slowing the new purchases of firearms. There'd still be all these guns out there. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and you probably honestly wouldn't slow the purchase of new firearms. What happened when they banned AR-15s and, and quote-unquote assault rifles back in the day, which was 94 to 2004, if I'm not mistaken, um, what what wound up happening was, of course, no effect on homicide rates, as the reports from the government clearly stated. There was no effect. They What they did see is a few uh, shootings that may have occurred with assault rifles, quote-unquote, uh, wound up happening with handguns. So that was the mm. big savings mm -hmm. there. You wound up getting shot by a handgun instead of an AR-15, and you wound up dying anyway. That was essentially what the government found. If there was any effect at all, they said it was almost impossible to detect any effect whatsoever. Well, and wait a minute, but you're talking about an AR-15, which was created for the sole purpose of killing people, <laughs> as opposed to a handgun, <laughs> right? Right. Which, which was created massage. for yes, yes, massage yes. That's or the, doorstops. And uh, a lot of a lot of the handguns are used as a doorstop. That's the main creation. You're, That's the, right. the main reason for their use. So, but what happened was, Pat, and this this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Let's say. You got a couple thousand dollars you're running, wanting to drop on an AR-15. Mm -hmm. And let's say they get banned. You can't buy an AR-15 for $2,000. What are you going to do with that 2K? My guess is you're going to buy two, three, four handguns. How many guns <laughs> are you going to buy for that 2K? You're going to wind up mm -hmm. spending, and that's what happened, of course. The amount of guns in the country increased dramatically over this period where they banned AR-15s. You know, it's yeah. just it, this stuff doesn't make doesn't work. any sense. And you look how impossible it is to stop these events. Here's here's Illinois with all these all the, the gun love uh, anti-gun utopia of Illinois where mm -hmm. they've passed every one of these laws. Uh, they they first tried to come out and do what they always do. Well, other states nearby have loose gun laws. And a lot of times we don't have any evidence to back this up. But a lot of times. People are buying them in like Indiana and coming across the border with them. And yeah. then they're committing their crimes because that's what gang members do all the time, Pat. <laughs> they go, you know, guys, let's drive to Indiana to acquire some weapons. Now, let's not take sure. them in, in criminal actions or borrow them from other criminals. Let's go to a real gun store in Indiana and get our background checked because that's going to really be helpful. That's not what happens. And they tried that initially. Then they found out, ah, oh, crap, he bought it in Illinois. So they bought all these guns in Illinois. Uh, he was over 21. Now, I think he actually, I think he purchased it technically before he turned 21, but he could have purchased it because he was 20. I think he was above, you know, he was past the age he could have bought at 21. Even if you changed the limits, he still would have been able to acquire these weapons. And uh, he went through this whole process. He... They had the red flag opportunities. Everything was there. All the th all the tools you could have possibly needed. Mm -hmm. And still he bought these guns and still he did these things. In the Uvalde situation, you can't, I don't think you can stop him from going to that school uh, with that gun. It's, it's just really difficult to do this. As I pointed right. out the other day, there's 150,000 schools in this country. 150,000 of them. Mm -hmm. They all go to school 180 days a year. Hundreds of students go to each one. It's really difficult to pick up that one kid who's going to do something like this. But when the police happen to be there and they happen mm -hmm. to have a scope pointed at 
the guy Have with the gun in the sights about to walk into the school. Yes, you could have prevented this one. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. And do it. And you know what? No one's going, you know, that I think they're aware that they're they're terrified, right? Every time they shoot uh every time they uh, take the wrong action, if God forbid they make a mistake, mm-hmm. God forbid they do something that's not so crystal clear. We see what happened uh, the other day, the other shooting that we talked about with police, where they shot a guy who had fired their weapon at them mm-hmm. while out of a moving car, and everyone's in the street protesting the cops over it. Yeah. So I can understand yeah. why they're hesitant, but in this situation, I, I, I it too. seemed like they should have done the right thing. But the guy goes in, I, there were so many opportunities. You know, the door to the classroom he was in wasn't even locked. We find out that information because initially we thought it was locked. And so they tried the door handle and it was locked and they couldn't get in. And so they couldn't figure out how to get in. Do I break it down with a battering ram? Do I get a key from a janitor? And in fact, that we heard they got a key from a janitor. No, they didn't even need one. It was open. That's what's so shady about this. Look, the, the, the police, look, obviously understood a lot went wrong here immediately and instead of taking responsibility for it and saying and i think there were officers that are we're going to find out did do the right thing here and say uh to the media mm-hmm. hey guys uh what they're telling you is not true i think we're going to find out there there were some real heroes in that in that group that that wound up going to meet the media behind the scenes and telling them what really went on here because i think the leadership there decided how do we cover this? How do we how do we make this look like it was not as bad as it was? And, you know, in mm-hmm. the moment, you can understand some of the decisions you can kind of come up with some rationale for. I, I don't understand what the rationale for, though, is for some for an officer to have to ask permission to take that shot. Bizarre. That's incomprehensible. It, it's really bizarre. On the other hand, we have this situation where a hero citizen um, actually saw something and said something, like we're always told to do, and it prevented a, another tragedy on the 4th of July. It's just so weird that there, there were these uh, two would-be attackers that were planning another massacre in uh, Richmond, Virginia. But fortunately, there was a resident who overheard a conversation between the two of them Went to police, and police were able to apprehend the two men who God. had two rifles, a handgun, and 223 rounds of ammunition. So, uh, who knows how big a tragedy that could have happened, and, the, and yet it was prevented. Um, it's, the sad truth about this is it's, that is just really hard to do. It you is hard. Think of what are the odds of them, yeah. you know, this one person overhearing this conversation and thankfully coming forward with that information. But it's really, really, really hard to prevent this stuff. You know, if you're going to have gatherings of people, there's always going to be some psycho that that is out there trying to do something bad. And the good thing is there's not a lot of them. But the the, the bad thing about there not being a lot of them is it's really hard to make a difference. It's hard to mm-hmm. minimize these things. It really is. It, you you could do your best to try to to go after uh, you know these people when you hear these rumors of uh, you know when they're making videos uh, about potential threats and and fetishizing shooters and and things like this we've seen this trail of behavior but like we also live in a country and this is a good thing that does not just arrest people when they say things that sound bad 
You know, we, we live in a country where we don't go, we're not supposed to, go through everybody's private communications and and dig and arrest up them. all their bad things and arrest them before they've committed crimes. Yeah. That's just not, you know, I don't know if there's a, if there's a level of, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is here, honestly, because it's such, this is the, this is the thing that the media doesn't want to admit. The reason why it's really difficult to deal with is because it's a really small problem. I know it feels like it's a big problem. We, we talked about this the other day off the air, Pat. We went through, the, they say, what are those, 309 mass shootings or something yeah, this year? Yeah, big headline on Drudge. Three, uh, the 4th of July shooting was the nation's 309th now, such I shooting. don't need to convince you that that's nonsense because you know it's nonsense. There have not been 309 <laughs> no. mass shootings unless you, cons- you, you consider every, you come up with the most ridiculous wide definition. We all know what mass shootings are when we say it. We, it comes from the nonprofit Gun Violence Archives. Right. Yeah. So you're saying that's inaccurate? I am going to say that that is wow. not necessarily that they're, look, people get shot. Uh, in gangs all the time and if you shoot two people in a gang they count it you know as as a mass shooting that's not what we're talking about right we know what a mass shooting is this crime of spectacle right this thing where you're going out trying to get attention trying to kill as many people as possible randomly usually we count three of them this year yeah not 309 three 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 and by the way they've all happened in the past seven weeks so it's really on our minds right now but this entire year there have been three what i would consider the traditional definition of a mass shooting that's uh uvalde is the july 4th and uh buffalo right those three i think mm-hmm. really do qualify like for example the ne- next on the list for for the amount of people dead mm-hmm. was as ter- was a terrible terrible story but you tell me if this fits your definition of a mass shooting a guy is in prison he escapes prison acquires a gun goes to a campsite where a, camp, a family is camping and kills everybody in the family at a Oof. campsite. Now, that's an bad. escaped terrible, prisoner, I, I mean, a terrible, unthinkable tragedy as this, mm-hmm. I think it was his, the grandfather of these kids was, uh, was just out there like trying to have a, a great weekend with his kids camping mm. alone in the middle of the wilderness and gets, uh, you know, really you know, sad and gets killed. That's not, that's not what we would consider a mass shooting. You know, no. as an escaped prisoner. I, like, I, I, how do you blame gun laws for that one? I, I yeah. believe he was not able to own a gun in prison, so I, I don't think any, any, anything would have been prevented by common sense gun reform on that one. You know, a lot of this stuff is, there's a, another a, a shootout between two gangs in the middle of the inner city. Again, not at all what we would think about when we think of a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. By that definition, there have been three of them this year. Three is more than zero, which is the goal. But stopping three incidents in a, in a country of 330 million people, man, that is a tough, tough, tough task. It is. And uh, you know, you're talking about a few dozen people every year die from these mass shootings. That is terrible, and we want it to be zero. But like, th- th- it is really hard in a country of 330 million people to take... 30, 30 deaths and turn it to zero. That's a very difficult yeah. task. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More patents too for Glenn coming up. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner 
pleaded guilty today in a Russian court to drug charges that carry up to 10 years in prison, according to Reuters and a Russian state media report. Now, because she, here's what she's accused of. Hashish oil in her luggage. In her vape cartridges. Uh, okay, that's a 10-year prison problem? In Russia? No. In Russia, in Russia, it is. It, yeah. I guess. Um, does she really have it in her I suitcase? Know. I don't know. My, my, certainly, my first instinct is to believe that the the Russian government just was, yeah, they was were in, retaliating they against us, right? They're that's they're what angry at us felt and, like in the beginning. And we've seen that happen, obviously, many times over the years. She her statement was interesting. She said, "I'd like to plead guilty, Your Honor, but there was no intent. I didn't want to break the law," she said in court. So hmm. it makes me think that maybe she either didn't realize that it was illegal and she actually did have it, or, you know, it could just be that's her excuse. There's some speculation that this is a precursor to a deal being made with America that she will be released, but she needs I hope to that's plead true. guilty first. Yeah, I hope maybe, so that's, maybe that is the deal they made. She also said, I'd like to give my testimony later. I need time to prepare. Well, you, you've had like three months. Have you not? Yeah, it seems like the one thing she would have time is to prepare her testimony. (laughs) Yeah. But but it's, you know, she needs to be brought back to the United States. And I can't believe they let this linger all this time. Again, if Donald Trump were in office, I don't think this would be an issue. I think she'd be here by now. Oh, I think she would have been here a long time ago. Honestly, the war probably doesn't start. So Uh, we can reverse a lot of the negative effects we've seen over the past uh, few months. Yeah. Uh, But I think it's funny because the media is like, well, you know, if this was Tom Brady, then we'd really be upset about it. And you know what? It would be, first of all, if it was Tom Brady, specifically Tom Brady as an Eagles fan, I don't know how upset I would be, but, uh, (laughs) but it would be a much bigger deal. (laughs) But it would be, it's true, it would be if a huge deal. If it was LeBron deal. James, it'd be a much bigger Again, deal. Yeah, it's I not mean, my favorite example either. I know. I w- how about this? Uh, Kevin Durant. I lo- okay. He seems to be great. And I like Kevin mm-hmm. Durant. So there you go. Kevin Durant. Uh, Steph Curry. Would, Steph Curry. If Steph Curry was over there, we, it would be a long the, time ago. Uh, the, the biggest international incident in the world. And the I, of course, the, the, the implied thing there is that we care about men and we don't care about women. No, we care about people who are super famous. If it was Serena mm-hmm. Williams, I think people would be More aghast, up in arms. right? Like it would be a huge, huge deal. Yeah. Not that many people know who Brittany Griner is. I mean, she's a famous female basketball player, but I don't know who the best pinochle player is in the United States. And if it was the most ex- famous pinochle player in the United States, I don't... Are you comparing... Women's in WNBA basketball mm-hmm. to Pinochle? You know, I know it's unfair to the Pinochle people. I'm just trying <laughs> to come up with some, some. You know, like I, I, I don't know what what the best lacrosse player in the country. I don't, yeah. I don't follow lacrosse at all. Mm-hmm. I had heard Brittany Griner's name, and I don't even know why. I think was she like one of the first people who maybe dunked in the WNBA. Maybe, maybe she's I like saw, eight foot seven I, or yeah, something. She's very yeah. tall. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I know her name. I don't watch WNBA basketball. I don't care about WNBA basketball. And that's why people aren't as up in arms as if it was Tom Brady or LeBron James or Steph Curry. That's why. Yeah. It's not because yeah. it's a it's a woman. It's it's that's just a ridiculous it's it's just because people don't really follow it and don't really know who she is. That's why. It's interesting that she wrote a letter to Biden earlier this week, Mm -hmm. urging his administration to help her and other American detainees. She said, I realize 
she's cutting him some slack here, which he doesn't deserve. No. I realize you're dealing with so much, but please don't forget about me and the other American detainees. Please do all you can do to bring us home. If this was Trump and he had ignored this situation like Biden has. Oh, my gosh. That would not have been the tenor of or, or the tone of her letter. And she brings up, I think, a really important point here, which is we know her name, but there are other American detainees and we don't yeah, know their name. And right. what's the de- what's the reason for that is because she's famous and they're not. Right. It, it, yes. We should be fighting for Brittany Griner to come by back because she's an American citizen. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly assuming if she didn't do this, but even if she did, it does seem like pretty clear uh, retaliation at some level. We should be trying to get her home because we care about American citizens, whether they're famous or not. It's got nothing to do with whether mm-hmm. she's a good basketball player or whether, you know, what if she was the worst player in the WNBA that happened to be over there? We should still be trying. It's got nothing to do with Even her if being she a wasn't celebrity. In the, if she worked at Walmart as a greeter, right. we should be fighting to get her out. And many of these other people yeah. that are detained are those those types of people. I mean, yeah. we just got one, one, one of them back uh, relatively recently in a, in a swap. And, That's right. Yeah. And, and like we should be always working on that. And I will say that was one thing that Trump focused a lot of his attention on. I mean, he was he was working that the, those back channels a lot and mm-hmm. was successful in getting a lot of people who we kind of had left for dead, I think, as a society. Just for that, uh, we're never going to get them back and was able to get a bunch of them. I mean, we the North Korean uh, situation was was a big example of that. But it happened multiple times in, during his presidency. He spent a lot of time thinking about that. And I think that's part of the reason why, if you want to believe the best motivations here, it's part of the reason why the media hasn't gone too, too crazy on this in that you don't, the best thing might not be everybody constantly talking about her being over there for the back channel stuff to work. My guess is there are diplomats trying to make this happen. I don't think Biden's done a good job with this or anything else, but I'm sure there are, there are efforts going on to try to make this situation go away. And it may come to a, a good resolution here at some point, but like constantly focusing attention on it is probably pretty good for the unknown mm-hmm. detainee. It mm-hmm. might not be so good for a well-known detainee. If you're caught with hashish oil at dfw uh what do you think the penalty would be i mean would they you probably you might get arrested yeah it would be a federal drug crime right five hundred dollar fine and they'd tell you to go home maybe i mean you might you might maybe i mean you know airports are always weird right like 10 that year sentence like if you are in in line at a concert and you make some joke about the the security right yeah the security guard's gonna be like dude that's not funny or, all right, all right, enough, enough. Right, that's the end of it. Yeah. If you're doing it at an airport, we all know you're it's probably going to be there for the next uh, six hours in the back room and probably going to jail. Yes. So, I mean, I, when you when it comes to airports, people are a little, you really shouldn't bring drugs through airports. That, but that's, that's a little <laughs> safety tip for the audience. Oh, really? Yeah. It, if you, so it's your recommendation to leave the hashish oil at home. What that's I, not exactly my recommendation, no? Pat. I, I, might, okay. I might recommend, and this is... <laughs> I don't want to be judgmental here. Uh-huh. You don't acquire the hashish oil. Oh, at all? At any point. At all? Yes. Like, just live your life wow. hashish free. Wow. That's That would be my my generalized recommendation. But what about if Coke? Toot. No scan. That's totally what about that? fine. Totally you know fine. it's fine. Yeah, don't okay. don't try to put. Yeah, that's right. totally fine. Anything <laughs> Coke, toot, nose candy, a little, a little heroin here and right. there. 
totally fine. Totally fine mm-hmm. to bring on planes, as far as I... You can shoot up on planes now. <laughs> now, you can't, you can't misgender the stewardess. No. Uh, who is, Get who, those pronouns If you call correct, it a steward, please. Uh, you're you're going to have some problems. Mm-hmm. But uh, heroin, I'm pretty sure, is okay on planes these days. But be careful with the hashish oil. Uh, look, it's... It, it is... <clears throat> It's a situation where a lot of times rules are on the books in these countries that are uh, adversarial to us Mm -hmm. and many times are not going to be applied to the the fullest extent of the law. Like you have hashish oil you're going through. I don't know. Does every Russian citizen, you know, a lot of them probably do, right? Russia is not exactly known for their nuanced uh, nuanced, uh, law enforcement. (laughs) It's not really the way that they roll, but... Mm -hmm. Clearly, I think Brittany Griner is getting the worst of this because of the current situation. Definitely. Even if she did do it, which is highly questionable. We don't know that at all. Right. Could it have been planted? Not there at all. Not there at all. I think very definitely it could have. But she did sort of admit to it. But again, that could be part of the deal. Right. That could be part of, okay, just admit to being guilty and we'll send you home next week or whatever. We all know it doesn't. I hope that's what it is. It's not going to improve your situation to say these people are framing me. That's not going to help you. (laughs) (laughs) You're already in Russian prison. (laughs) Like You don't want to necessarily inflame the situation when you come home. You say Ukraine. You probably don't want to scream that in the Russian airport either. It's um, just like not bringing hashish oil on an airplane. I would also mm-hmm. say don't say long live Ukraine while you're in Russian prison. Those are That's the two a, things I would say. Good safety tips. It's the only two tips I have yeah. for you today. Okay. Um, here's uh, another piece of breaking news. Boris Johnson has resigned yeah. as prime minister of Great Britain. Uh, he's resigning, but he is going to stay on until they figure out who else it's going to be. And that could be, who knows? He said October. Um, he originally was just going to try to ride this out. And I, I don't fully understand the parliamentary system. I mean, this happens Who in could? Israel like five times a year. They have uh, elections and they have no confidence votes. And then suddenly somebody's quitting and they have to do another election for the fifth time in the last couple of years. But uh, Britain has a sort of similar thing. If people don't like him, I guess they have to step down. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bizarre. I almost wish that was our system right now because. <laughs> Can we turn that system on for like a week? <laughs> like a week. You know, just. And then go back to yeah. being a republic, but just for a week. Yeah. And Wouldn't the, that be nice? The accusation here is that I guess mm. one of his underlings ha- had some sexual harassment issue in the past. Right. And they, I guess they found out about it, punished him. He stuck around and then had a second incident. Yeah. And they got rid of him. And when they asked Boris Johnson about it, he he says he didn't remember the first incident. I think most people don't believe him. They think he was just trying to hide it or cover it up. And that's why, I guess, his own party turned on him, which means he has to step down. There were some, also some allegations about parties during yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, that was a previous and, and that scandal that he survived. that was a big deal for the people, yeah, apparently. He sur- well, I mean, look, the Gavin Newsom thing was a big deal here. Yeah, it, but the same thing happened as the Gavin Newsom thing. Like, he got the heat for it. A recall or a no confidence vote. <laughs> and was, he survived and, that. But he's, they both survived it. Uh, in Gavin Newsom's case, it's sad that he survived it because Very. the people of California Very. are forced to deal with that nonsense. And... Right. I will say this, there's an increasing chance that we here in America are forced to deal with it because Gavin Newsom quite clearly is angling to run run in 2024 if the opportunity presents itself. 
And if this election, this midterm goes as well for Republicans as I hope it does, it's going to create an incredible amount of pressure on Joe Biden to not go for it in 2024. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Biden loves his power, though. I don't know that he sure does. I don't know that he'll fold to that pressure, but it's possible. Na, 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 na.